Hello, this is What the Heck with Richard Weck. Uh, this is season four, episode seven, the 24th guest, LSR Guzman. He's, uh, he's great. He's a comedian. He's done hosting. He's done shows with working comics, like Mark Normand. And we, we just get into it. He used to be, uh, Jehovah's Witness, we get a little bit into that, uh, nothing too major, uh, we get into his early creative ventures with, uh, poetry, with short stories and writing and, uh, drawing, you know, being, going for being a comic book, uh, um, working on comic books for animation and, uh, drawing and, uh, we... We talk about, you know, his, all the, the escapades he's sort of been in through comedy, and he's been through a lot, and he's always, you know, he's always doing really cool shit, I always think, and, uh, you know, it's cool to hear from that side of things, of someone who's always working. So he's always doing stuff, he's always super ambitious, he's super, you know, uh, driven, and, uh, He's just a great guy, and he's taught me a lot, and he's given me a lot of good advice, and he's always been a good mentor, and he's given me uh, he's a great guy, and uh, we just we had a good conversation with this, and I really liked it. Um, thank you so much for listening again, and uh, please get into it. And, uh, listen, it's a really great episode. Oh, hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm sorry that I uh, didn't know that you were working today. Uh, where do you work? Oh, no worries. Where do you work? Uh, I, I work, uh, I work at the Christmas tree shop. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So bad. I really like that you picked uh, that song for uh, your advertisement because it fits you so much. Oh, oh thanks, man. Uh, uh, I wonder. Like, I wonder. I don't know if we get into it. Can we talk about your witness stuff? Um. Yeah, a, a little bit. What do you want to know? Oh, I just wanted to. Oh, know, I just like, wanted to know, like, how um how um. How did it go how, how from, did it go you, from not you not being involved in it? Is your family still in it? family still in it? Not my immediate family. Uh, my my mother still believes, but uh, mostly right. everybody in my right. immediate family, it, uh, they don't you know they don't believe anymore. But uh, we we don't really you know we don't do the Jehovah's Witness stuff anymore. You know, uh, but they, uh, uh, outside uh, of my they still have faith? a religious faith. Uh, yeah, you know, my, my mother still believes in the religion. She doesn't practice the religion. So that means like, you know, preaching and, and, uh, going, going, you know, the service and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, the, mainly the people in my family are like, you know, cousins and, uh, some aunts, stuff like that. Right. So well, it's not like, well, at least you don't have anything like, later that, like, I was like, curious if you were, like, like, you were, like, one of the, I'm one of the lucky ones. Uh, I managed to, to get out with my family, so. Yeah, you yeah. are 
you are the one thing that the always, one thing interests, that me always is, interests me is you are you doing are everything that's doing like, everything that's so like, cool to me. So cool to me. I don't know. You're so <laughs> I don't know. You're so intellectual. I guess. I appreciate that. Um, um, so you so started in you started in writing, writing in poetry, right? Poetry, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, I uh, well, what I really started was uh, drawing. I I I drew for most of my life since I was like a little kid, and I got really good at it. And uh, I applied to this school called the Joe Kubert School for Cartoon and Graphic Art. And uh, it's like the top school in the country for people who want to be like a cartoonist, basically. And right. like people want to do right. like comic books and shit like that. Comic books. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I applied to school. It was like my dream school. I got in. Uh, I, was, I was super excited when I got in. And then I did like a tour after I had gotten in. Well, I did a tour and got in at around the same time. It, it was weird. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I ended up talking to the, one of the guys uh uh who was uh who was drawing and uh, he told me he's like yeah you're gonna we're we're drawing uh um ninja turtles for this whole semester i was like ninja like literally just ninja turtles that was it and uh what, what i realized is that because the school the school is made uh to draw to basically get people um ready to draw for franchises so so right. when, when you graduate from right. the Joe Kubert school um, it's pretty cool when you graduate from the Joe Kubert school, there's actually like people from like Disney and stuff like that, that come to the school to pick people out, to be, to work for those companies. And, um, yeah, but, but basically you're, you're, you're just drawing these, you know, these cash cow, uh, brands that, you know, you're, that's basically what you're, that, that's what I realized my life was going to be. Like, I'm just going to be like a worker basically it's right. like, I'm not going to be really right. known for, for my art. I'm, I'm going to be known, for, maybe known for right. Drawing a, a fucking um, Ninja Turtles Ninja turtles. I don't, I don't know. You know, I, um, right. Uh, right. Uh, but um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, so I just realized I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, um, I didn't want, I didn't want to go to that school anymore. So I, I just didn't go. I, I just, I got into the school and I just didn't go. And um, I realized after that, I wanted to write stories. And uh, it's kind of a long story, but uh, I, I the, how I realized it, um, I met this girl and, uh, and I, I realized the, the, so, so the reason why I wanted to get into the, into the comic book school, into into the cartoon and graphic art school, is to draw a, a comic book that I had been working on my whole life. Right. And right. But, but so I had to develop this idea for so many years, but I had somehow at the same time told myself I couldn't write stories, even though I had developed a story that was like super massive. And I, eventually, I, I I had a moment where I realized, hey, I can write stories. And I met this girl and. I want to impress her uh, with uh, uh, cause, cause she had, uh, I, she had asked about, you know, uh, my artwork and um, you know, my comic book stuff and whatever. And I showed it to her and I, I wanted to impress her that I could write a story. And, and my idea was that I was going to write the greatest love story ever written. And um, you know, the, the, cause that's, that's how I always go into things when I'm, when I'm new at shit, I, I always, for some reason, I think I could, I could I could still get to the top somehow even being new at something um but uh yeah so so I wrote um 
I wrote this story, this basically the story that was uh, every, every, so, so for example, so I would write a chapter and then I'd send it out to like 30 people. And then I'd write the second chapter and I'd send it out to 30 people. And so it was like a serial type thing where I was just like, I was writing the story as it goes. I wasn't like writing the whole thing, editing it and then sending it to people. I was like, it was like an episodic sort of thing. Wow. That's so cool. And, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks. And um, it, it was a, it was a story called uh, um, the stars in heaven. And uh, it was, so I consider that like kind of like my first um, regular kind of story. Cause, cause the comic book that I had developed it was uh, it was more like storyboarding and like little notes under the storyboarding, it's like shit like that, you know. It wasn't it wasn't really like full sentences about about my comic book, so um, so yeah, I I I, I did this thing. I, I, the story was called Stars in Heaven, and uh, basically here's here's a short gist of it. Um, there's these two twins that grew up in a cult, and uh, one of the twins wants to be a normal person, and the other twin doesn't he wants to stay in this cult and uh the normal twin finds uh he, he meets he they end up going to high school and uh the the normal twin wants to uh uh date this girl he ends up dating this girl and the twin the the, the twin that's like obsessed about the cult uh finds out about this and um he gets like this message like in his dream from god that uh, he needs to save his brother from this girl. And so he ends up finding his brother with this girl and he kills the brother. And now he doesn't kill the brother. He kills the, he kills the girl. And, uh, and then the, the two twins, they, they, they're fighting and they're, they're actually like fighting in this lake. Uh, it's, it's, it's called the Silver Lake. And the reason why it's called that, I know it doesn't sound like the most original Silver Lake name, but it, the reason why it's called Silver Lake is because in the story, um, there's, there was a meteor that was made of silver that had hit hit in that spot and created a crater, but also broke up the silver. And so like when, when it was at nighttime and the, the moon would shine on the water, you, the, it would reflect the silver. So, so it's almost like the water would sparkle, like, like it's like a, a night sky sort of thing. And so that's where these guys were fighting in. And um, out of nowhere, a lightning strike hits the water and kills both the brothers, right? But when they, but I don't, but in the next, the next chapter, they wake up. They wake up and uh, they meet God. And God basically tells them, well, actually, your cult was the right religion. And uh, because you guys are fulfilling a prophecy, uh, I need to tell you something. I'm going to be splitting up my power in half and giving you each half of my power. Uh, because I don't want to do this anymore. Wow. He's like, I'm, wow. He's like, I'm tired of being God. I'm tired of doing this. Uh, I, nobody believes in me anymore. It's like, what's the point? I'm just going to go make another universe. And, you know, in, in more elegant words than that, of course. But Right. Because um, right. I'm giving you a summary. But uh, So God splits himself up, gives half and half. Uh, and the, the brother who just wants to be normal, his name is Peter. And the brother who was obsessed with the cult, his name's John, and uh, and um, they both split their power in half. Uh, they they get they both get half of God's power, and they become these super powerful beings. And um, what happens is is that uh, the brother he ends up 
he ends up like basically he stands in front of the angels and he's like so happy to he's so happy and proud for this moment that you know like he fulfilled the prophecy all that shit and but the thing is he looks for his brother and his brother's gone right and we find out is that his brother went to go find the girl that was murdered and he's trying to bring her back to life and uh he can't bring her back to life for some reason even though he has the power of god and uh you find out it's because the devil has the girl's soul because she didn't believe in the right religion so she went to hell and i'm i'm not going to it's a very long story so i'm not going to tell the rest of the story but i'm right. going to leave it off there right. um but yeah that was basically the beginning part of the story um, that's, that's so amazing, so how, amazing you have, how you have how you can do that you know do i that. think you know I that's think... the one thing with you is you've always like jumped to like you said that you go for like broke just go for the biggest thing and i just noticed like with you and with a lot of comedians that i talk to it's like whatever they pursue if they pursue multiple things usually those things go pretty well and it's always just like comedy just sticks have you felt that way have you felt that comedy has just stuck more um you know um so so I guess the reason why I guess the reason why I like comedy so much is, um, to be honest, is for attention. Because uh, oh, yeah. the level, of the, so 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 first, so when I used to draw, right, I, I was always talented at drawing. Since I didn't even need anybody to teach me from the beginning, I could draw pretty much anything from even from like a little kid. Right. And um, and so I did that. I did that on purpose. I would draw around people, just so people would be like, "Oh my god, that looks amazing." And then, like you know, get their attention. Get, you know, I'd show them the rest of my drawings, and pe- the people would praise me. You know, stuff like that. And um, and then I didn't draw anymore. You know, I, like like I mentioned before, I, I kind of stopped drawing. And I started drawing. I started writing stories. And then after, even though I love the writing of the stories, I still you still a story is nothing if nobody reads it. You know what I mean? And um, so so I. I would, you know, I, I write these stories and I send them out to people. I send them out to as many people as I can. And, you know, it, it's, they, it takes them some time to get back to me. You know what I mean? Like it might take them a day. It might take them an hour, you know, because I, I, I pretty much only send out short stories. I don't send out the novels that I work on. But, uh, um, but yeah, so it takes them a while to get back to me, you know, and uh, it's kind of annoying because I, I want that feedback. I want I want to I want to know what you think about it and if you liked it i want to know if you liked it you know and it's it's just I, i'm i'm a very impatient person so so when it comes to that that feedback that attention that you know like you're feeling like you're doing something cool but you're getting that result immediately that's comedy like right get, yeah the moment you say something either people groan or they you know they 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 uh they laugh or you know whatever in between but at least you're getting it right there in the moment that's what i like about comedy yeah um who were uh the comedians that you liked when you were i guess coming up in you know your life i guess um who who would i say i would say uh my favorite comedians um definitely louis ck oh for yeah sure. oh yeah yeah uh 
he, he does comedy in a way that that um is very very different than the way i do it and even when i started even when like when i started he was already one of my favorite comedians uh I, i'm sorry i'm sorry there's a there's this facebook group that just keeps messaging me um, oh that's okay <laughs> okay um uh yeah so so when i first started um uh uh i'm sorry i'm sorry i i i forgot what the question was uh so you said when you started uh, louis ck was uh yeah louis ck was my favorite louis ck uh john mulaney uh mark norman mark norman if if, uh uh i i guess i would think it would surprise other people because not mark norman wasn't really well known six or seven years ago oh yeah uh, when i first Uh, started Uh, I had the same but yeah, I had the same thing. What happened? I had the same thing with finding out about him, I guess, before people knew. I always liked that when I found out about comedians, like, before people sort of knew about them. And then they blow up, and yeah. it's just so cool. Uh, it's great that you bring up Mark Norman, because uh, you've gotten to do shows with him recently. What has yeah. that been like? That must have been, you know, nerve-wracking. Um, I don't know about nerve wracking, uh, because every time I've done a well, the first time I ever did a show with him, it was a disaster because I wasn't ready for it, and it was like three years ago, and I had kind of, I kind of put myself in that situation to do the show with him. I just wasn't ready for the opportunity. Uh, luckily, he doesn't really remember that moment that day. Um, but um, so, uh, I, I don't. He's my favorite comedian, like like right now. Uh, I love his his style. Uh, I I love quick hitting jokes. That that that's my my favorite kind of comedy. I'm a very I'm a very big Rodney Dangerfield fan. So I I like that fast boom 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 boom. So I I I used to be worried that my style was was Mark Norman style. But then I, I I asked my friends about it, and everybody's like, "No, you don't do Mark Norman." So, uh, I'm 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 happy about that. Um, but I, I I like that rhythm, that that fast boom, you know. Yeah, and I was um, guilty of that when I was starting out, like sounding like other comedians. <laughs> when I started out, I sounded like uh, what's his name, uh, Mark Maron. <laughs> sounded a lot like him. So, uh, but I was just 22 and. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah so no, with doing shows with him and stuff, uh, I got to see him uh, last year, and I got I I almost got to meet him, and I was I take myself every day when I think about it that I didn't I I got like just too afraid for some reason, and I didn't. But he seems like <laughs> from what I've seen from other comedians, I know that he's so nice. Uh yeah, he he's really cool, man. He's really cool. I I, I um I um uh, I I just always hope that he he's he's he gets to see me. Like like I'm like ah, because sometimes sometimes when you do a show with the headliner, that they they show up exactly for their their time and then just leave. And um you know so the, so so you're doing it. The flyer might say that you're doing the show with with them, but you know they they don't really stick around too often. Luckily, um, the last few times I did the shows with Mark, he stuck around. Um, he saw me a couple times, and um, it was 
he's always been super cool, really chill. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I and it's, it blows my mind because because uh, I'm such a big fan of this guy, and right. he's such a he's such a normal dude. And um, it, it, that you were you, you mentioned before how you like how you know when you discover uh, comedians before other people. That's the beautiful thing about uh, doing comedy on a low level is that you get to see the guys who are special and might come up and be something, you know, um, before they become something. Oh, yeah. And uh, I definitely feel that with you and with uh, Danny Braff, too. He's, you know, always doing stuff. And it's always like the grass is greener on the other side, like. You know, once yeah. you're there, you sort of like when you see what you're doing, what he's doing, you know, you guys are just living it. We're just like, you know, thinking, oh, my God, that must be so amazing. But with that, I know there's I mean, a lot of things that like go into that. And I often yeah. wonder, like, with the certain people that like I'm still get along with and I'm still cool with that are comedians. Like, I feel like if I stayed in that group, I would have gotten more opportunities. But I think mm-hmm. about the same thing of like if I got an opportunity to, to do those type of things that you do, if I would be able to, to uh, like handle it. And it's kind of cool to hear you kind of say like that you weren't ready for it, like to admit that that's a huge thing because, uh, but it's cool that you're able to keep going and, you know, at least be able to keep yourself like writing and performing and just doing it. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. I I um I gotta say um when I was younger uh I'm gonna be honest when I was younger I getting into comedy and and in, like I kind of I kind of was a crazy person when I first started I was uh I didn't know anything about who I was I I I I'm still believed in 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 you know this this religion that you know everybody else saw as a cult. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I was just, but I was fading in and out of it, I, I, and I, I just didn't know who I was or anything. I just didn't know anything, and and like my my emotional maturity was was crazy. I, I just, I just went into it like blindly swinging, thinking that maybe I'll knock something out, you know? Right. And and um. As I, as do, doing comedy, the beautiful thing about comedy, I feel like it teaches you how to be a person. Uh, it teaches you how to how to. It just teaches you it teaches you how to be, uh, you know, better socially, uh, more aware of yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and it makes you grow. It really does. I, I think I think in a way that most people don't get to experience. Oh, I totally agree. I think. Oh, I totally uh, agree. I same think, thing with me. Uh, how, old thing with me. how old were you when you started? How old you when you started? So I'm I'm 30 now, and I started when I was 24. So six six uh, six years, 24. Oh, okay. So six years. Oh, okay. So six years of when I was 22. I'm 27 now, so it's. I'm 27 it's, now, so it's it's it's. Kind of cool, it's like I see what you mean. Kind of cool, like I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't know if this is the same for you. In my group of people that I came up with doing, you know, stand up with, I was the youngest, so it was very interesting to see like all these people 
now, like Angelo and all these people that I knew, they were a little bit older than me. So it was kind of cool to have that like dichotomy, I guess, of like, oh, this is this young person that has these, like, I was the same way back then, just very opinionated, very like, you know, socially not as good now. And uh, it does make you a better person. It makes you realize like how you how you uh, represent yourself to the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I uh, first heard about it. you when I, I forget what it's called, but uh, it was uh, Chris Rockwell and Mark Henley's uh, mic. And I just went there and I heard about you. And then I guess I friended you on Facebook and I didn't really know you. And I just saw you doing all your stuff in New York. And I was like, this guy is so cool. He's doing all this cool stuff. And then I met you when you were doing your mic. And it's just been fantastic to you know be around you and see you do everything. You've been really cool. I just want to say that. I appreciate that. You've always been very, very cool to me and like very helpful too. Um, I appreciate that. Man. I, I don't. Uh... So with COVID and everything went down. Did mm-hmm. that? Uh, like impede anything at first were you doing like the the stuff you were on or have you been able to you know do the outdoor stuff and just you know keep going on um so when covid first hit i didn't do anything for like four months just like most people like where they were just like was that extreme lockdown in the beginning um so i wasn't doing that's when i was really like writing a bunch of stories and stuff but um, so uh, when, when comedy came back, live comedy was just open mics. Um, I saw somebody somebody did a live open mic. I think it was Wawa, and uh, I was like, "Wow, they, they they're doing a mic." You know, I I want to do a mic too, and so I set up uh, um two two mics, two secret mics. Uh, one in New Brunswick, and one that was supposed to be in South South Amboy, but uh, the person actually got COVID, and so we we didn't do the the mic at their house. Um, and uh, yeah, so so my mic, um, I, I'm pretty. I don't know. I I was proud at the moment where I was like, wow, my mic's one of the first mics for for people to do. For my first mic's one of my mic. One of my yeah. I'm I'm rambling Uh, but uh my mic was one of the first mics back is what i'm trying to say right um and i was i was proud of that i guess and uh and then from there uh i bombed i bombed that that set really bad i was terrible and uh it kind of inspired me because i watched everybody else kill Mm -hmm. like a lot of people did really good on that that mic and I was like, "Damn, I gotta, I gotta get really, I really gotta get back into it." So, um, so from then on, I really tried to tried to buckle down any any uh, outdoor mic that I could do, do it if I could, and um, and then uh, uh, just the more mics I did, uh, the shows started picking up again, and then uh, it got to the point where I was doing like six shows a week. Something like that, five, five or six, five to six, something like that, and uh, I I ended up doing um, weekend shows at uh, the Stand Up New York in the park, 
and uh you know i was uh, performing with, with with all you know a bunch of different people um uh i performed remark a couple times like three times i think during the pandemic uh yeah it, it, it at at one point i was doing I, I think i was doing better than uh when i when before the pandemic hit so before the pandemic hit I was doing about five or six shows a week, but I was doing there. They weren't the best quality of shows. They were like barking shows. They were, there were my shows that I, that I produced and I had to put a bunch of work into them. Um, so, you know, it wasn't that much fun for me. It was more stressful than anything. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I was performing the same amount, but the, the quality of the shows weren't that great. But when I came back from the when with the pandemic, uh, you know, there's no barking anymore. There's no like the it's just people either people want you on the show or they don't. And I just started getting booked more often um, for better stuff. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, things 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 picked up for me. And then the third wave hit. And once the third wave hit, uh, you know, I I I. Sad. I'm sad to say this because um, they're about to close soon. But um, when the third wave hit, uh, this this um, comedy club in Arizona hit me up, and uh, one of the bookers is uh, he follows me on Facebook and he loves my Facebook jokes, and uh, he hit me up and he was like, "Hey man, uh, I want to book you all over Arizona and I want to book you for a weekend at my club." Um, he's like, but the thing is, he's like, I know you're, you're, you're only, you could only do a feature act. He's like, you'd have to bring a headliner. So just find a headliner and, um, you know, we'd love to have you and I'll spread the word about you. And I was like, I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. And then I, I hit up Bob Levy and he was down. And, um, so we set up a couple dates and then those dates got canceled and so we we're like, okay, let's move this. Let's move this like four months down. And then those dates got canceled. And um, that the the yeah that that last cancellation, um, uh, it sucks because if it wasn't for the you know the third wave, all the lockdowns that were happening across the country in the third wave, uh, I would have had maybe like three weeks three weeks worth of shows. Uh, a, a week in right, right. Uh, Colorado, a week in um, in Vegas, a week in Arizona, and it, it would have been the first time I actually made a decent amount of money doing comedy, um, doing like really good comedy club shows, and uh, you know the third wave just locked everything down, even in like the Midwest, and um, it was just you know I had to cancel again. And uh, so, so since that cancellation, that was actually that was actually a couple of weeks ago, when when when, my, when that tour was supposed to happen. So, oh, um, so since 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 that cancellation, everything, and all the numbers were were climbing super high, and uh, uh, there's there's all these variants happening and shit. So I, I kind of right, slowed right. down with the comedy, um, doing stand up, which has been kind of weird. You know, I'm used to doing it all the time. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like so. So, you know, like when I'm talking on this podcast right now, for example, I feel like I'm not talking at my full 
skill level of talking. Like I feel like comedy gets comedy makes you good at talking, you know. And oh, for, oh sure. for sure, I think you're doing. I think yeah, I, I just I keep flubbing words and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I just I just feel like um, I, that's why I feel like I feel weird. You know, uh, I just feel like there's so much that comedy gives me and I, I'm not I, I, I don't, I'm not benefiting from it right now. But, you know, I'm, I'm slowly bringing things back. You know, I'm, I'm finding a way to think to bring things back soon, um, uh, at least. Well, once, once, once I get the vaccine, once I get vaccinated, I don't give a fuck if if I grow a third arm from getting vaccinated. Um, right, right. I'm gonna do it, and uh, and once that happens, uh, I'm bringing comedy back as powerful as I can possibly bring it. Um, and um, you know, I'm still gonna wear a mask because because not not because of COVID, but because uh, you know, I don't want to get the flu and shit like that. But uh. But yeah, at least at least I'll have that 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 mindset that I I I won't have to worry about you know either me getting super sick or you know people I know getting super sick. Um, but um, so for right now, you know, I'm I'm kind of moving things slow. But um, within also, it's there's like 28 days until spring. It's, I know it's like a month, but. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, twenty-eight like, like, days of spring, and and once spring hits, I'm doing outdoor com. I'm I'm producing. I'm I'm whatever. I'm I'll make a fucking festival. I don't give a fuck. I, I'm I'm uh, once outdoor comes outdoors comes back. Even if that's before I get vaccinated, that that's whatever. That's even better. At least at least I'll be outside all the time. Um, but um. But yeah, uh, that that's basically where I'm at right now. I know I know I'm answering your questions in like really long form, but, uh, but no, yeah, that's good. good. <laughs> that's, uh, it makes uh, podcast. It podcast longer. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because I try to do, like, try an to do like an hour. I always get like I always get like uh, frustrated with myself, frustrated with myself not being able to keep the conversation going. Conversation going. So you're doing so really you're well. doing really well. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, it's uh, interesting it's when interesting I came when back I to do my back, life, do my that, life I going to that I was going to constantly. The second time, the second time we were outdoors, we were outdoors and it was the and first was time that I had gone so had bad that I cried. It was just like, I hadn't done that in years. And I was just like, oh, this is what it's going to be now. And it's cool because like with comedy, I've learned that no matter what I've done with performing, like I started with uh, singing and then wanted to do an improv and then doing stand-up. They're all three different, very different things. So it's kind of cool to to go through each one and see these are all completely different. So they all have their own hurdles and things to do. So it's really cool with comedy that I've stuck with it because for most of the stuff that I've done, I've been like pretty much a quitter in most of the things that I've done. And like stand-up is like six years, like almost in uh, July it'll be, you know the longest that I've ever done something. So I'm really proud of that, that like I have always kept on with it and keep going. And what I, I know enjoy exactly is- what you mean. I have, I have that same kind of mentality about comedy. And the same thing with me that happened with, I used to, uh, my thing was like, I wanted to be a screenwriter. I wanted to write like television and movies. And uh, I, um, I was always, I was never good uh technical writer as I wanted to be 
Like I went mm-hmm. to when I went to a community college, all the stuff that I've done, all the right creative writing classes I did, I passed, but I only got like B's and C's really. So like my grammar's not as good as I want it to be, but like creatively, like it's fine. It's just like from a technical standpoint, it's terrible. So it's not good. So to me, that was always the thing. And then with stand-up, what's good is I would always get like annoyed, like teachers and stuff in school because I would always start a project and then abandon it because I'd come up with something different right away. And I like that with stand-up, it's like you're able to do that. You're able to come up with a joke and then you can write another, you can always write another joke and you can always go back to another joke. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't just craft anything. With me, it was always like, oh, I'm writing this movie. And then it's two weeks later, I'm like, I'm writing another thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, like, I totally did that. Yeah. So, um, um, what else can I ask you about? I didn't want to get too much into this because uh, I know you're kind of past it, but uh, did uh-huh. you. Um, when you were doing the shows with Bam Margera and stuff like that, did do you think that has helped you, like in the long run, with learning how to like do shows better? Just you know, has it, do you think it's made you a stronger comic? Um. Well, working well, working uh, the with Bam Margera was the first time I ever got to do um, a sold out theater, and uh, it wasn't like a you know a, a super big theater but it was still a theater it was like it had tears and shit and right there was like a lot of people hundreds of people uh maybe a thousand people i'm not sure but um yeah it was a it was an awesome experience i i killed on all those shows and at least the people who went to those shows they knew that um they 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 had a good time and, right and like uh you know bam wasn't entertaining at all he was super depressing right. and not really funny but that sort of put you on like that probably put you on the spot to be like okay i gotta keep this going i gotta keep the energy up um, i gotta do this did that sort of like i know you're a very driven person so that must have yeah you, you know you know what the problem with that whole situation was is that um like you said, I am a very driven person. And um, when it came to that Bam Margera situation, I put all my drivenness to the side. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to trust this tour. I'm going to trust what's going to happen. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to stop putting effort into what I'm doing. And I'm just going to focus on this tour and, and being the best performer I can be on this tour and just ride the ride. And that's wh- I think that's where my mistake was the biggest. Um, I, 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 when it comes to comedy, I never depended on anybody else. And let, besides maybe like a ride or something like that. And even that, I would have found some other way to get to where I needed to go. But right. I, 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 I don't, I, I, I hate depending on people. And I felt very helpless in that situation Um, because, you know, I'm around this super famous guy. I'm on this tour. You know, 
He could, he could do anything. He was fine. He was fine. The first um, 30 days, two months I knew him, he was fine. I didn't see him drink at all. Uh, and then, you know, after our second show, he, you know, he, he just lost his mind. And, uh, you know, I had a big, I had high hopes. I really did for that show, for that tour. Um, because because there there were people there were venues in Germany, venues in London, venues in uh, uh in China, venues in all over the world. Uh, the 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 uh literally the manager uh Bam's manager was telling us that the, that the tour had the potential to be one of the biggest comedy tours in like history. Right. Because of how many places wanted bam to, to do comedy for some reason he's not even a comedian he, he wasn't even doing comedy it was and he would make fun of us that that we we'd, we'd tell jokes like 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 is oh like i'm not even gonna do his impression but but right he would he, right. he, he didn't really respect comedy like that he just he knew that that was a platform right so right. you know he was down to do the tour so that's all it was. I mean, um, that's not. I mean, that's not uncommon. I mean, we've had that with you know, Charlie Sheen and you know, you know, um, who's his name? Uh, who's his name? Uh, the guy who played. The guy who played. Uh, uh, the guy on no, uh, Saved by the no, Saved by the Bell. I forget his name. He just died. Oh, um, the Dustin Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. He did stand up for a little while, and I just remember him being like, you know, him it being really hard for him, and it was just like I, I, I heard, thing. I heard he got decent at it. Yeah, I think that From... happens. Like that's the one thing that's cool about uh, um, Steve-O. Like he's worked really hard at it, and it's just kind of cool to see like people. You know, it's always up to that, like how people get into it, and I think that's the cool thing with comedy is you can just always get better at it at no matter what level you're at or what age you're at you know people start at whatever and you know it just is a progression yeah yeah it's um it's a very it's a very much an evolution process right so um i hate to cut this short but um i do have to uh go to talk to someone but uh thank you so much for doing this Oh, thanks for having me, man. I, I had I had a good time. It was such a great conversation. And I'm so happy to be able to get a moment of your time because I know you're always doing, you know, super cool uh, stuff. So, <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, do you yeah, have thank, any thank, uh, social media uh, stuff that you want yeah. to promote? Yeah. Um, so, so uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram uh, at, at at Laser Gooseman, it's spelled L A Z E R G O O Z M A N, and um, working on I'm working on a, a, a TV series that I'm going to be coming out uh, with. Uh, I don't know how soon it'll be coming out, but uh, pro- probably probably by summertime. The first few episodes will be coming out. Uh, it's, it'll be about the New Jersey comedy scene. And uh, it's gonna have it's gonna have live moments, like live real moments, and also scripted moments mixed in with it uh, within. 
Um, so uh, that's kind of my biggest project right now that I'm working on. I just keep a lookout for that, basically. That's, that's all I got. Yeah, I saw that. That's so cool. Uh, that's always just like my, I guess, my uh, opinion on, you know, things that you do. It's just like everything is so like <laughs> just amazing to me that you're able to do it. <laughs> but um, thank, thank you, so, you so much. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate this, man. Have a good night. You too. Bye.